I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we'd get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football to look ahead to tonight's Premier League matches and all the stories surrounding them. Before we get into it, though, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Adam Nicholas to look ahead to tonight's games. And sort of before we get to that, Adam Nicholas, uh, a lot of talk in the last few days. Uh, about Chelsea obviously handing the league title to Liverpool and uh, sort of solidifying their place in the top four and challenging for the FA Cup as well. A very tasty match with Man United in the semi-finals to come tonight. Chelsea head to West Ham. Before we discuss that game though, they've been very shrewd in the transfer market now. They have been able to sign players. They've looked very solid despite that transfer ban because they have a million players they put out on loan, it seems. Um, so my question to you, with all this talk of Liverpool and Manchester City for next season, Adam Nicholas, could Chelsea be a surprise title challenge next year, do you think? I don't even know if there'd be a surprise at this point because you've got a young team there who's spent the majority of the season kind of gelling together. But ultimately, it wasn't. It didn't take them very long, did it? Let's be honest. These young lads they brought in to fill the gaps from obviously the transfer ban where they couldn't add the team have actually been like brand new transfers. I mean, Tammy Abraham, excellent. Mason Mount, excellent. Tamori at the back, excellent. Like there's so many of them who come through and have delivered. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I saw Paul Mason in classic Paul Mason fashion said, "In the next four years, they'll win the league," which feels like. He has a safeish bet across a four-year <laughs> gap. But, I mean, he's probably not wrong because they've got youth on their side and, like, Frank Lampard's ethos seems to be something mm-hmm. that players are responding to and they've made some really good signings already and we're not even at the transfer window yet, really, technically. So, they're, they're kind of on the ball. Yeah, I did uh, a thing about Manchester United yesterday with uh, with Gareth and we talked about this spine of the side looking so good. And whilst, you know, you wouldn't say right now on paper United are title challenges with a couple of extra additions you could easily see that uh, side levelling up especially obviously if they get Champions League football next year look at that team like you say now uh, and how like Pulisic for example performed in that Man uh, Man City game Um, and then as you say the addition of Timo Werner a player who I think most fans if you'd have asked a few months ago seemed set to go to Liverpool um He's an excellent addition and it's it's not just the youth. They've got, you know, 
uh, huge amounts of experience. Cesar Aspilicueta, henceforth now known in this as uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> is is a, a, a sensational leader by the looks of things on the pitch. And and yeah, just that across the pitch, like you say, those players you mentioned, and there's a whole host more. They just look look such an exciting prospect. And you know, people like Loftus Cheek returning from injury. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen next season with Chelsea. Absolutely. And again, I think I've mentioned this before. Every time you talk about Chelsea. It means we get to also talk about how good this is for England because all of these guys are young English players who have been given a chance to kind of prove themselves. And it's funny because Frank Lampard really has got the best out of players and even even seems to be getting some sort of improvement out of Ross Barkley as well, who's kind of been stuck at Chelsea right in the middle, in limbo, not really doing a great deal. He's even finding him a bit of form, which is, I mean, fascinating in itself. But I don't see why with the team they've got and the additions they've made, plus sort of a year's experience this year from having been part of the Premier League together. I don't see why they couldn't push on and really be up there challenging. Now, arguably, if you're going to win or challenge for the Premier League, you need goals to come from all over the pitch. Obviously, look at Liverpool, Mane, Firmino, Salah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, City obviously have not just Aguero, but Jesus, Sterling, De Bruyne. Again, I can just keep going yeah. there. Um, but like you say, with, with Chelsea, they've got this base of Mount Abraham, even Giroud, who I'll not hear a bad word against because he <laughs> is gorgeous. But Timo Werner, a 20-25 goals a season minimum striker, could be that difference maker, couldn't he? That's what you want to add to your team, isn't it? You've got already got good strikers who've done a decent job this year, I think, for Chelsea, adding Timo Werner into the mix, despite how many people will probably say, well, it's not always proven because look at him in the World Cup. You know, he wasn't great in the World Cup at all. Couldn't get into the games full stop. Would it be the same in the Premier League? I guess there's only one way to find out, and that's by buying him. But um, is it Ziyech as well they've signed from Ajax, who's just a brilliant mm. playmaker to add to the mix? So maybe if someone like Bartley doesn't push on, that's the guy they can lean on. And we know William may or may not be leaving, potentially, at the end of the season. So they're making the right moves, and I honestly don't see why not. They've got... They've got that youth and excitement about that play as well, which is the thing that Liverpool have in abundance at the moment. That's the thing that has won them the league. If you look at the team, actually, that Jurgen Klopp was starting with when he wanted to build from mm. Liverpool, it's not too dissimilar in terms of having that youth, having the hunger and having the passion to want to kick on and get back in the title chase. William, better be bloody leaving. We put him in a Man United <laughs> shirt on a thumb the That's other day. True. Do you have any idea how long that took? <laughs> Thiago Silva, though, once again, the most Basically reliable source... Of uh, football gossip. <laughs> um, Chelsea, though, head to West Ham tonight. Uh, a crucial game for both sides, this. Yeah, important. Chelsea want to kick on and kind of continue that. I mean, just beat Man City. That's like <laughs> great motivation. But wouldn't it just be the way of the Premier League for them to do that and then go and lose a London derby, I guess, if you want to really get into it. Um, West Ham, though, I think are the ones who really need this. Uh, we've been saying that for a while now. They need to kick on. They need to try and get some sort of form together if they're going to get themselves out of that predicament. But I really, I'll say it now because I know how I feel about it, but football's a funny old game. I think I can't see past Chelsea for me. Really, if they're going to kick on and make a statement, yeah, this is the way to do it. Yes, uh, I sense a 2-0 victory here for Chelsea. Newcastle as well, very good. Uh, as a Newcastle fan, this is going to bring back some horrible memories, but West Ham really strike me as that side this season that are too good to go down. And yet the points don't lie. Well, I'll be honest, all the times that Newcastle went down, my head was not thinking they were too good to go down. <laughs> my head was thinking, please don't, but they certainly weren't too good. But yes, 
there's always a team like that, isn't there? Um, West Ham's problem is the amount of money they spend per season trying to buy these big-name players. There are some quality players in those teams as well. For whatever reason, it doesn't seem to click at West Ham, whether that's higher-ups or whether it's down to management or the players just not fitting with what they're looking for in general. It just doesn't seem to click. And can you imagine if they do go down? That is it's a big blow for them because that's you can't imagine gold is going to take that well and as well as the fact you think like all that money that's gone into the team, all those players who do not want to play a championship football, <laughs> let's be honest, they're all there in hopes that they can kick on from West Ham and go to another team, a la Tevez and Mascherano back in the day. Oh. Christ, how long ago does that seem? Alan Pardew there, manager as well. Good Lord. But yes, I do worry very much for West Ham at the moment. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. I, I, anyone who's a fan of these two sides will not want to hear this, but I think a lot of neutrals are like, Villa West Ham on the final day of the season, is it? Mm. That could be very tasty. Uh, one match that looks potentially excellent on paper tonight is Everton versus Leicester. This could end up 4 all, or probably now said that <laughs> nil-nil. Yeah. I want to talk about Leicester because speaking to Leicester fans that I know, there's this divide now where some of them are saying, oh, yeah, we need a real shake-up here. And the other ones going, this is one of our best seasons aside from, you know, when we won the Premier League. Stop the season now. They're in the Champions League next season. Do they need a shake-up? I think shake-up's very... Like, there's a lot of people talking about Leicester's dip in form. And I'll be honest, like, give over. Give over. This is a team who have performed... This, like, look where they are in the league and look at how consistent they've been throughout. And we mentioned it on a previous podcast. Those were the team at one point who looked like it was going to be them and Liverpool. And Man City were going to be the ones who fell off the pace into third place. They've got a great team. They've got a great manager. They've got The players they've got are good enough to kind of come together. And yes, they might have a dip and the restart hasn't exactly been super kind to them, let's be honest. Like they've probably not achieved as much as they might have wanted to. But still, I mean, they've done amazing to get where they are. The position they're in, if they get Champions League football as well, on top of that, how... like. I'm just I'm trying to put myself in those shoes. If I'm a Leicester fan, as a Newcastle fan, I'm thinking, I'd bite your hand off. You can lose the rest of the games of the season for me as long as they get the way they want to go. I don't care. It also is an argument here that, you know, they've got draws, they've dropped points effectively against the likes mm-hmm. of uh, Watford, Brighton recently. But at the end of the day, they're playing against sides who've probably gone out there and gone, let's not lose. Whereas Everton play a more expansive game and potentially more opportunities for both sides in this game. Well, as the neutral, you bloody hope so, don't you? <laughs> I mean, as you said, having said that, nil-nil, here we come. But um, I, I, you'd like to think so. I think the teams have played, let's not forget, are they're battling for their lives as well, some of them. So this isn't a coincidence that they happen to be finding it difficult. It's very difficult to break a team down when they say, we're not budging, you have to break us down, we just want the point. Like That's really hard to do. So unless that, while they are good, there's some teams who are very good at sticking in there. I'm going to go for it. Four all in this game for me. Four all. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say Leicester are going to win it. 3 2. That's I'll take Leicester that. Leicester win 3 2. Nil nil it is. Yeah, nil nil. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's talk about Bournemouth versus Newcastle. Before we get to the, the, the Bournemouth side of things, any updates on the Newcastle takeover? Because this, I, I want to mention, obviously, I think, was it yesterday or a couple of days ago was the, the final day of Alan Pardew's Newcastle contract? Yes, yes. Um, and yet this Newcastle takeover has been done and dusted and the paperwork's been with the Premier League for the last, I think, three months. Uh, Steve Bruce talked about wanting clarity ahead of the, the quarterfinal against Manchester City and then also hinted about signing De Bruyne. So mixed messages. <laughs> yes, Steve Bruce, the ultimate mind wizard that he is, the puppeteer. Christ, not a role I think he should play in the future. I'd like to be able to tell you there's a ton to uh, to push forward with this. A lot of people want answers because it's been two months. I think it's heading towards three, though. That's the issue. It's uncertainty for everybody. Someone like Steve Bruce, I think he's recently been asked about it, kind of said he wants clarification because he wants to know if you're a manager. It's about forward planning, isn't it? So he kind of can't plan forward if, one, he's not going to be there, or two, if he is going to be there, who's his squad going to be and what are they going to be looking to achieve? It's odd, this, because we waited, they've waited for so long, Ashley's waited for so long to get his the correct bid or whatever you want to call it. They've hashed this deal out, 300 mil, and it seems like we're waiting with the Premier League. They've said very recently, it's shortly, it will be decided shortly, whatever that means. I don't know at all. That's what I say when people ask me how tall I am. I'm shortish. <laughs> um, so, you know, we could be waiting a little while yet. You hope it gets resolved sooner rather than later. I'll be fascinated to see, though, if because if someone, if the new owners do indeed come in, what do you do with Steve Bruce? Like, do you keep him or do you see that, give him a chance? Because we saw it, you know, I think it was like, sort of like we've seen it in previous managers where new bosses come in, new owners come in, they're given a little bit of time, but really, unless they do something world-class, they are going to get the chop. So the answer, the short version is TLDR. I have no idea what's going on with the Newcastle takeover, and I wish I did. Yeah, I think, again, from a neutral's perspective, you look at that and go, it's a done deal. I mean, obviously... There's issues with the Saudi backing of this deal, but it's not exactly going to be the first time there was someone with just a load of money and a dodgy background trying to throw money at a football club. And politically, there's an argument to be made to get a bit political here at What Culture Football that yeah, I'm the government, not saying up for this. <laughs> yes, the government uh, will probably want this because they want to obviously uh, help their relationships with with Saudi Arabia. But I suppose being a Newcastle fan, you're eternally pessimistic about this. I mean, yes, yes, but pessimistic for multiple reasons, I guess, because you think it's Newcastle. So even if a, I always look at Sheikh Mansour, who became a Newcastle first, the consortium they wanted to buy 
ended up buying Man City, sorry, they came to Newcastle first, we rejected them. And I always thought if they took over us, we would have been a major flop. It would, we would have been that club. Like when Blackburn got took over and had that, it was going to be the next big thing, the Venkies take over, and it never went anywhere. That's what I imagine would happen in Newcastle. Obviously with this, there's the added moral problems when it comes mm. to the, uh, the takeover bid that's being set for Newcastle. <sighs> Look, I've got a lot of friends who have complained and moaned entirely about Man City just throwing money at the things and how it's going to be like so one-sided and then as soon as someone waves it under their nose for Newcastle it's like right cool let's do this uh, it's hard to know what to feel about it to be honest there's not a lot I can do about it but I, I know for a fact there's a lot worse going on and it's, you've got to juggle it haven't you I know people the joke is cans everybody get the cans and let's go and do it but I don't know I don't know where I sit with it yet uh, well I do it's just not in the positive column unfortunately so I sense that those Newcastle fans would also be the ones going, well, it's, it's only 80% Saudi, you know. There's it's 20% from slightly 20% more... of hope, is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it is it just a case of ABA, anyone but Ashley right now? I, I think a lot of people would. That's You've got two devils here, and people have wanted rid of Mike Ashley for so long that they are prepared to just run into the arms of the Saudi government, essentially. That's how it is. Um there's not a lot of second state, to be honest, uh, really, without getting right into it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, like many others, if indeed this does happen and Newcastle become a force to be reckoned with, I'll be very excited to watch my team win a lot and I'll have to just have some long, hard conversations with myself after games. But I guess that's football for you. Uh, and tonight, Newcastle head to Bournemouth. This is without question a must-win for Bournemouth, spiralling down seemingly towards relegation. You look at their next few matches as well. Away at Manchester United, home against Spurs, home against Leicester, away at Man City, home against Southampton, and then away at Everton to close out July. They have to get a result here, don't they? They do. They really do. You'd think if they're looking at that list of games, this has probably got to be one where they're thinking we could get some points, uh, which obviously I don't like saying, but it's true. Um, but yeah I think across the board now is the time more than ever these teams are going to have to either put up or shut up aren't they it's not exactly rocket science at this point of the season um, I, do I fancy them I, I don't know if I fancy them against us I don't we're such a hard team to predict because one minute I'm making jokes about how we're, we're beating Aston Villa and we're going to be winning the league obviously it tongue in cheek and then we're getting equalised against from the most bizarre headed goal at the front post that should have definitely been prevented by one or two of the players involved. But I am digressing a little bit. Um, if I'm Bournemouth, yes, definitely. I'm looking at Newcastle thinking this could be a, a game to get some points from. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the, the sort of yin and yang of this is Bournemouth are down there. They should be fighting for their lives. They're at home, obviously, with no crowd, but still. Um, and... You know, they're against Newcastle side who, in all honesty, don't have a great deal to play for, although they have looked relatively decent uh, since coming back from this break. And yet that cloud hanging over Bournemouth, uh, you know, not exactly inspired by Ryan Fraser, but that sense of unease at this club and the, uh, the lack of sort of commitment to the future, seemingly. I genuinely can't call this one. I, I, my mind would suggest this could be, well be a draw, but Bournemouth have to throw everything at this because... You look at, like I said, where they are in the league and, you know, the, the magic 40 points. I don't think you're probably going to need 40 points this mm. season to stay up yet. Um, you're going to need 35 and they're on, what, 27 now? And I've mentioned all those games. They'll be lucky in the next few games to get any points from that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be close. 
but uh, you'd have to predict a 5-0 win for Newcastle. Um, I think it's only the right... To... <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm sure it'll be a tough game, to be honest, but Bournemouth are going to turn up. If I'm Newcastle, though, I'd be thinking, at the end of the day, they're the team that's down the bottom, and we're the team who should have really tried to push on and get all three points against Villa and didn't get them in the end, and haven't just had a previous good, solid victory against... Um, I forget now. Who was it? Chef Who was it? Chef, Chef you. Chef you had a man sent off, of course. Um, so you think if you're if you're potentially trying to like get yourself in a good position for next season, every every position helps in the Premier League, doesn't it? Let's mm. be honest. Especially with new owners potentially coming in, you'd like to see them further up the table. I'd certainly like to see them further up the table, <laughs> but I'll take what we can get at this point. Yeah, the whole argument is, oh, the players are on the beach right now. They're potentially playing yeah. to the moment they get taken over to knock on that door and go, yeah, I'd quite like a contract which doubles my wages, to be honest now. So mm. um, I think I'm going to use the old football cliche here of it wholly depends on who scores first in this game. Oh, here he is. Still going to be a be game of two halves. It'll be a Indeed. game of two halves. Uh, finally, let's talk about Arsenal versus Norwich. This seems relatively straightforward, but whenever I talk about Arsenal-Norwich, my mind is automatically cast back to that beautiful... Was it Jack Wiltshire goal when they just... It was like oh, a, one of the best goals yeah, of the season a yeah. few years back. Passing, um, passing, passing, passing. I sense, oh. no offence to Norwich fans who I think would openly accept they're probably down. This could well be one of those games where we see the Arsenal come out where people go, wow, look at this Arsenal side, but it's caveated with the fact that it is against Norwich. Yes, but I think Arsenal need to put that out of their mind because these are games they need to prove that they are still Arsenal Football Club, as many people have been questioning recently because they do not or have not looked like a top team recently. Uh, the Arteta conundrum continues. Not his fault, obviously, but trying to figure out what to do with this team of players. Some are want ways. Some players just aren't working out. Some players need to kick on, but they've got a bunch of great ingredients there. They really do. If they can just figure out that back line and get a few things more sort of put together. I know Arsenal fans who have been screaming out for this thing for years, but if you're an Arsenal fan, you're looking at that game and you're thinking, we have to put Norwich to the sword and convincingly. And if they get more magic like that, Jack Wilcher goal you mentioned, I think they'd be quite happy with it. Yeah, exactly. I sense this is probably going to be a relatively straightforward 3-0, although you never know when it you comes to know. Arsenal and uh, the sides in the bottom half of the table. Personally, Pepe and Aubameyang combining for all three <laughs> just for fantasy football points. But uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on that game and all of the games we've previewed in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. Uh, if you are out and about. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureFC and watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... It's Adam Nicholas. And you can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at WhatCultureFC. But for now, this has been the Premier League preview. My thanks to Adam Nicholas. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.